Welcome to Outlandish, the podcast that boldly explores the wild world of sex and relationships. I'm Lisa Nash. And I'm Melanie Cameron. We'll be taking a fresh look into the fun highs and sometimes murky lows of modern love. Fearlessly tackling some pretty outlandish topics with no holds barred chats. And we're going to leave no stone unturned. And each episode will bring you raw and relatable life stories. We're going to take a look at the hot topics everybody's talking about in the media relating to infidelity, sex and relationships. And we'll have some pretty thought-provoking chats with some very special guests that might make you even see things in a whole different light. Mm, We shall see. So pour yourself a glass of wine. Or two. Or two. And <laughs> or get, a bottle. Oh, why not? And get ready for a new take on love and lust that will have you laughing, maybe cringing, and maybe even blushing just a little bit. Ooh. And today we're going to be talking about fortune telling. And we're going to talk about the future using private parts with a look at rumpology. Now, I've never actually heard of rumpology before, no. but I'm really interested to find out what that's all about. And we're going to be talking to a special guest called Lara Wells on her ability to read boobs and willies. Amongst other things, can they really help you find love? Oh, We're going to find out. We shall see. First things first, Lace. Always. Cheers. Cheers, my love. Here's to an hour of talking, laughing, and drinking wine. Perfect. Perfect day for me. Mm. Mm. All right. So I was doing a little bit of research when we were talking about, you know, things that are in the media at the moment around love and relationships. And I stumbled across this article and I thought, oh, I really want to ask Lisa about this. Oh, okay. I think Sounds juicy. I think I know what you're going to say. Okay. But let's see. So um, it was an article and it was um, a woman who had been married for 20 years and she had no idea that her partner was a cheater. Oh. He wasn't just a cheater. He was a serial cheater. So a big one. She's a big old cheater. Big old cheater. Um, but she found out after her friends knew. Oh, I know where this is going. So, yeah, I, I think I know what you're going to say, <laughs> but I'm just going to, I'm going to run it past you. In that situation, would you have, a, as a friend have told this woman about her husband? Well, I kind of um, understand where you're going with this. So many, I mean, for, for those that don't know, me and Melanie Cameron, we've known each other probably, what, 25 years pushing? Possibly. Yeah, we, we were only two then. Really young <laughs> when we met. But there was a situation that one of your partners, um, you only had one at the time, but yeah. like <laughs> one of your past partners, I might add. Um, yes, I found out he was cheating on you. Yeah, he was a big and old cheat. He's a big old cheat. Now, we hadn't actually seen each other for quite some time, so it was quite right. difficult, but we've obviously got a, a long-standing friendship that's honest, and we've always had a great time and respect each other. So for me, it was like, I only found out probably a few weeks before that, and I think I had work on, so I didn't kind of get round to it. And obviously, it was playing around in my mind, what shall I do? There's a part of, like, I knew the person that, 
your partner was cheating with as well and you knew her. So it made it that double. I've actually got goosebumps. Just oh, look at that. Yeah, I, I've actually, I can really see, it. see that. <laughs> actually, because it was so difficult. Such horrible. It's like the worst thing to do because it's always that kind of piggy in the middle and, you know, shoot the messenger kind of um, scenario. But um, I think I actually said to you, if I recall correctly, that I'd overheard it in the toilet. You did. Yeah. <laughs> you told me that you'd overheard. And I didn't even question it. Yeah. You told me that you'd overheard a girl talking in the toilets about my ex-boyfriend. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't dissimilar to that, but it was an easier way of just kind of, someone had actually told me, and again, someone that you knew, and you know when you're kind of stuck in the middle, but basically it was somebody that we both knew that was having an affair with your partner. And yes, and I kind of found out and then it was a very difficult situation and conversation to have with yeah. you, but it had to be done because you had the right to know and it was bang out of order. So yeah. But so did you, so, and, and you know and, what? And I did. I, and it I, made our friendship a lot stronger because it was the right thing to do. I was going to say that. I'm really glad that you did because, well, as soon as you told me that was it, I ended that the relationship and it was done and it was the right thing to do. But I do think that it definitely made our friendship stronger. And I know you were worried about that because, like you said, shoot the messenger. Yeah, Because um, there's always a little bit of, you know doubt about that. Am I going to get kind of blamed for it? Yeah. Why? How long did I know for? And that was the truth. What I kind of said, I literally just found out. Yeah. But you know, if, if put the shoe on the other foot, I'd want to know. Well, and this and is the it. thought, what you said earlier about everybody knowing well, it's I, embarrassing, isn't it? This is the thing. Like, I think for me, that made our friendship that much stronger because I knew how much of a difficult conversation that was. You knew it was going to hurt me and you you never want to be the one to do that no, to your friends. But you knew it would hurt me more in the long run if you didn't tell yeah, me. Yeah, of course. But I think if... And obviously due to that as well, lost the, the person that was actually, uh, as a friend, that was actually doing it, but rightly so, I suppose. Yeah. How can they put anybody in that in that situation yeah, you know it, their morals were it was all a bit of a mess yeah but I, and I am grateful that you you had that conversation with me but I, because I think in that situation where this this woman's friends or his friends her husband's friends all knew that he'd been cheating for years finding that out is almost more of a betrayal than the cheating itself yeah. right because the doubt sets in your mind who knew how long yeah. Did they have anything to do with it? Did they go out with, with them the socially? Exactly. I mean, that's that's the thing that would actually really eat you alive, wouldn't it? Well, then you start to question your relationships. Like, has, what's real and what's not? And mm. how much of what you've told me is true? And how much is a lie? And I think that's almost... Because I think with cheating, there is a... a a part of you that some people can just go, oh, it's just sex. It's not about any connection or emotion. And you can kind of deal with that. But if your friends are involved, that's it's different. Messy. It's messy. Yeah. If there's friends, if there's anybody that you know, um, obviously if you're in a relationship with somebody that you have children or even dogs, we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. You know, it's difficult, isn't it? Because there's a lot more feelings as opposed to just going, right, there's the door, see you later. You know, like you said, Mel, it's the betrayal, it feeling her more than actually probably losing the relationship, isn't it? Yeah, because that's that's just you just think it's it's almost like they've sided with him by not telling you. Exactly. So they value his friendship more than yours. Oh, so this is really horrible. interesting, actually. This is what we want to hear from you guys that are listening. If you've got any stories like this and how you dealt with them, yeah. I think that the dealing with it is so important, isn't it? Do you? 
Do you not say anything? Are you that kind of much of a coward that you don't want to get involved in things? Or do you just or want are to you just, just stay thinking, out of it? It's not my business. It's not my business. That, that's, yeah. 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 That. Well, let us know. Let us yeah, know. Yeah, let us know. That's what we but want to find out. But thank you for telling me. Oh, well, listen, I love you. And, and look, look where we are. Yeah, exactly. See, <laughs> always, always, always the silver lining. Always. So, yeah, we were talking about, obviously, love yeah. and relationships. Uh, and something that's quite topical at the moment is it's been, uh, I'm a celeb. So oh, there's jump. always love going on in there. There's always love or going lust, on. shall we say. Well, this is this is this, what this, again this is we want to get to. And the thing is, the one the one person actually that I think I always remember is obviously Katie Price and Peter Andre when they got together. Every time. But Every we time. but we was looking at this and there's been loads of relationships that have actually blossomed, shall I say? I was really shocked at this. So give us it, a give us a rundown. Yeah, whenever you think of like love in the jungle, it is mm. Katie Price and Peter Andre. They were a big love affair. We all watched it unfold on TV. Um but then as I went through sort of the, the list of people that had fallen in love in the jungle, the next one was Mark Bannerman, who was in EastEnders. That's right, yeah. And Keris Matthews from Catatonia. <laughs> oh, there's also Mark Wright. I'm it's sure he had a... all over the front page, you give me roll. That's what she sang. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to try and join in there, but I can't do the accent or the singing. <laughs> so we'll just leave it. <laughs> yes. Um, now, Mark Wright had... Mark, Mark Wright. Mark Mark Wright, mm. uh, he ha had a, a relationship of a situationship. Was it with a model or something? Yes, yes a model. Was, Emily yeah, Scott. That. Yeah. Um, Essex Finest, Joey Essex. Yeah. What are you saying? Um, and Amy Willerton. Um, and this one <laughs> blew my mind because I just can't imagine it. I actually think I need to go back and watch this series just to see it. Spencer Matthews. Very posh, well-spoken, yep. made in Chelsea. This is the one that I'm thinking of. I'm sure it was with a Geordie lass. Vicky Patterson. Yeah. Oh, my God. Who I, I love. I, yeah, lo I love her as well. I just can't see them both together, though. I, I actually, and I definitely didn't watch that episode. So, yeah. I, I love them reruns. both individually. I cannot <laughs> see them as a couple. Well, they didn't last, babe. Well, clearly not, no, but... I almost want to go back and watch that. I know. We're going to do that. We should and do that. it on the we, next one. Yeah, let, let's what do we thought. PJ's wine and reruns of I'm a Celeb <laughs> because we're really busy and important yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the last thing I wanted to talk about is kind of coming on from the love in the jungle. It's like love in the real world now. Is it even a thing or are we... Dating apps. Dating apps. Do you know what? Actually, I was just... Going back, actually, just to rewind there a little bit. Talk about being in the jungle. Now, why did these people get together? Was it boredom? Obviously, was it for the for the actual TVs? I mean, you just think like no one had actually Air washed time. in there. Yeah. <laughs> Stinking. But then I think maybe like those intimate chats when there's, you haven't got phones around and then you've got time to actually really get to know somebody around a campfire or, well, or were they just starved of food? And they just wanted something else to fill their appetite. <laughs> I might on that. X-rated. No, I think you're right, actually. I think, um, like, technology is a blessing and a curse, right? Yeah, of course. So I actually met my partner, Ash, who you know. Yeah. On Tinder. Oh, okay. Nine years ago. Um, it's still going strong. Well, we, it's still going. <laughs> <laughs> we, um... We always say we're going to have to get a better story because people yeah. go, and how did you meet? And we're like, on Tinder. <laughs> um, but being in the jungle, you've there's nothing, right? There's no distractions. There's no TV. There's no 
filters. There's no, no makeup. It's you. Really but I really love seeing the women in there. I mean, you had that that, that, that um, iconic clip of Mylene Class looking gorgeous in the shower. But then you see some of the other women that you know maybe are not as slim as. But you see the real beauty of how they come across. I agree. And I think that's what's really important. Their relationship. I don't know what's going on with me. Is it cold in this studio? Or am I just getting goosebumps? I don't know. I'm, I'm in menopause. I'm never cold. <laughs> <laughs> but um, or whether I'm just kind of, you know, feeling what we're talking about. But it's um, but you see these these relationships really blossom. Yeah. You know, and I think again, it is down to really just eye connection not having a lot to do. So you really take the time to actually find out who that person is. Do you think they would have struck up the same sort of relationships if they'd met on the outside? Or do you think it's like the situation? Well, no, because they're probably only me. It's a location situation. A, yeah, I like that. But it, I think it may, may be some of these celebrities that only meet at kind of celebrity events or if they're yeah. working together. So who knows? Who knows? It might be something that we could delve into another time, I yeah. think. But we're talking about on the outside world and about love these days and about how people meet Well, people. when we were growing up, you met people but out. Do you know what? I think the whole vibe, like my daughter's like 19. And I know it's hard to believe, right? I know. <laughs> Still only 21. But um, yeah, it's like when she talks about... I suppose going out, people aren't as friendly. There's no none of that conversation. I suppose if you go out and you're in a bar, it's not like it used to be. I know that's an old cliche everyone says, oh, oh, it's not how it used to be, but it really isn't in the sense of being um outspoken with people and actually throwing a smile across the room or doing whatever. It's like I think there's the world's got a little bit warped that you're just quite, you know, I agree. cautious of like who you're speaking to and all the rest of I it. I think you're right because I think years ago, if we were out at Charlie Chan's or the country club or wherever, guys would come up and say, can I get you a drink? Can you have a bit of banter? Now I feel like guys are nervous to do that. Yeah, because well. we're like, why are you talking to me? Why are you even in my space? But you Or they want something in return, which is not really the... But then know, would you? you, if you were in that nightclub and somebody swiped right, is it swipe right? Swipe right on you. And like you, you don't know. <laughs> it's been a long time since I swiped. Um, if, the, if the match came up on your phone and you accepted it, I think people would be much more inclined to have that conversation on the phone yeah. than actually face to face, even if you were in the same place at the same time. That's the thing. Which is it? mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. So that's, you know... <sighs> I just, I don't know, I don't... So for all the singletons out there, the only way, obviously you can meet um, organically. Organically, yeah. And where, you know, whether it's a workspace or you're kind of out with friends or or whatever, but there does seem to be a lot of love um, blossoming and kind of connecting through these dating apps. So I agree. But again, how much of what you're seeing is... Is real. Is real or is done for the gram or it's done for, you know, it's done in a million filters. I mean... Let's be honest, there are filters now, and I saw this on TikTok the other day. Mm. There's this bold filter. Well, it's like, look at what you could have won. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> this is what I would look like if I was rich. Yeah. Because you know, they actually do, not only do all your makeup, they put accessories on yeah, you. And, and honest to so God. So basically, you just get out of bed, don't even leave the house. And you can and then just, you just get all your makeup done for you via um, an app. But you, it's a video and... You, you well, it's cannot, actually a video. Yeah, so you could make a video and send it to someone with this filter on and See, then I if they thought, met me in real life, they'd think they'd been catfished. See, I always thought um, I always thought you could only do the filters on actual pictures. Mm -mm -mm. You can do it on video now. Mm -mm. 
Oh, where, where, where's this going to end? Well, AI, right? Yeah. So now you can't even be sure that who you're talking to is who you're talking to because AI has the power to, and this is a whole subject we should, we should probably talk about on another episode. Um, but AI can generate a new voice. It can generate, it's, it's, wild what but that you know what i do. think that's a real disconnection to who you are because not only are you not really showing people what your true beauty is and how you look and how you walk how you you know all that and your skills about how you do your makeup and all the rest of it but i think having those those imperfections like whether you know slightly crooked teeth or something they're, they're also a real um attribute I and agree. a and a an attractive quality about somebody you take all of that away and and your voice and what you're about then it's like you're creating a new identity and i think this could really affect a lot of people mentally as well i agree you think like because people then are like then too scared to actually enter the real world or to speak to people and because where are you going with it now. where are you going with where it where are you going with it because at some point <laughs> you have to meet you want to meet in real yeah. life right yeah. or are you just gonna have a virtual relationship so yeah that's, That's not much fun, is it? No. <laughs> we will, we'll move on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's definitely something we can um, we can delve into. So, so again, let us know, guys. Have you ever been catfished? Have you ever walked in and I remember saying actually, I just just reminded me. I remember saying to Ashley, "Do I look like my pictures?" <laughs> yeah, I, th I think that'd be a common one, wouldn't it? Do I look like my pictures? Anyway, because I'm not being yeah. funny. If you met a guy that turns up, he, he looked nothing like his pictures. I mean, there's got to be kind of, I, I would initially think you have no sense of reality. Not like, oh my God, you're not as handsome or as, no, you know, what? as as trendy, but you have no sense of reality, which is actually red flag warning. And also I think it shows that that's, that they've got no insecurity, yes, you've got no self-confidence. Exactly. And, and we all know that Confidence is really, really attractive, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's, it's the most attractive thing, yeah. I think. Just knowing who you are as a person. Listen, we've all got some lumps and bumps here, there and everywhere. Um, or you oh, know, maybe a bigger I nose. I find or, new ones daily, yeah. I swear. So that's what I mean. It's kind of, but you just got to, I think the first thing is love yourself. <laughs> so right. I want to know a little bit more about Lara before we get her on the, on okay. the line. So, so tell me what you know. Tell me what you know. So Laura is, she is a medium. Um, she, she does psychic reading. And do you know what? This is, I think we had a, had a brief chat beforehand, actually. So I do an annual kind of psychic reading with my mum. <gasps> like, no, that. she's not the psychic um, per se. You know I was going to say, I didn't, <laughs> yeah. didn't know get, your mum was get, a psychic. Get, get, get Madame Nash round. <laughs> no, she's not a psychic, but we go and do it. And it's like it. It's like an annual thing that we like to do. And we have a particular person that we go and see. And I love it. It's almost, you do hold on to the words that they say. It's never really about like love, sex and relationships. It's more about where, I suppose it's always been about a career, about yeah. what's going to happen um, in life. Am I going to be happy? Am I going to, you know... Uh, millions or, yeah. or whatever it might be. But um, so I'm really intrigued and I'm, I've always been fascinated by the supernatural. Me too. And and what, what's in store. And you you kind of want to go, what, what, what's going to happen in the future? So this is well, really interesting. we almost want to know if we're on the right path, yeah. don't we? There's a little bit the of that. Yeah. That's the key. So yeah, she, she's um, actually a celebrity kind of psychic. Um, so she does psychic reading, um, spirit reading, tarot reading, spiritual healing. <gasps> which is lovely. I love that. Psychic development and meditation. But the one thing we're going to be speaking to her a lot about today is rumpology. So this is 
Um, more interestingly, she don't actually makes you just chuckle. I'm like a t- I like I was gonna say teenager, like a little child. She does readings on um, on boobs and willies, and then I think she can match up your um, your your perfect person, your future person, by looking at their private. Oh my! God. I have no idea how this I is going to work. I can't even imagine. Someone looking at the dimples on my bum, but can you <laughs> which ma- I'm pretty sure is cellulite and not like anything that you can read. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's not I, bad. I, I, I don't know. But, I, but can you imagine though? Like, I mean, there's. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there, like women and men, that have certain parts of their body that they're not particularly wanting to show. Um, and 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 also from from her point of view, if she saw something that wasn't quite, I think what. Um, the person calling up or whatever wanted to hear, would she actually would tell she? them? Would yeah. she? Oh, that's, I'm really looking. So let me get this straight. So it's a bit like a palm reading, but of private of, bits. Of private Boobs bits. and bums. Yeah, boobs and, and bums. How oh, interesting. Yeah. All right, so. Well, what about if you've got fake ones? Well, fake this is, that's, that's the first thing I thought of. Like the world's gone BBL crazy, right? Yeah. Everyone's getting fat transfer. I'm not saying I wouldn't. Totally <laughs> never say <worse>. never. <laughs> um, d- you know, there's a fat transfer yeah. and, and taking it out of your... So from your belly onto your bum. Onto your bum. Or, but or onto your boobs, giving you that if you've had children. Yeah. A little bit. So what, but that so, changes all the shape. Yeah. And I know that and shape make, is something they read. So And it can make you, as a woman, I suppose, more voluptuous. So I don't know, if, if it was me, and this is what's really interesting to find out from her, if it was me, I suppose, if I was looking at a woman... And she's really voluptuous, big boobs, really curvy, big bum. I would think maybe she's a bit more sexual. Is that just you reading it based on what you're seeing yeah. of her new body? Oh, who knows? Oh, but then like, you know, you get like very slim ladies that, you know, that maybe more straighter, um, flatter boobs. But who knows what their their sex life is? Maybe they're just as wild. Who well, knows? You know, so we can find we, this we out. Have got, we have got a few of those teeny tiny friends that I'm pretty sure are pretty wild. Yeah, that's what I mean. So how would you really read this? Well, it's you know what? There's only one thing to do. Let's get Lara on the line. Yeah, and let's and see how she actually um, performs these readings. Let's do it. So Lara Wells, welcome to Outlandish. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, really excited to have you here and to talk to you. Um, First of all, can I ask you to explain what is rumpology and, and, and how does it work and and tell us a bit about yourself? Well, kind of along the basis of, you know, I read for people, you know, I do prediction and talk to dead people and all the rest of it. But once I got emailed by, um, I, I, I did some work with Kerrang Radio. And um, so off I went, you know, paid for my trip down there. I mean, it was just amazing. Got Stamping when I went in and stuff, and you know, I thought, Oh, this is great. As really, you should, with a with drink. you should, <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Plying me with drink that's really where I meant it <laughs> when I was in there. It turned out that they'd rattled off like they kind of did a competition for um, me to do a winkle reading, and of course, at the time, I was very naive and I was like, Oh, it must be something to do with the shells and the beach, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure where this is going. Is is winkle reasons made up as well? No, no, we, oh, you know, I get, I get fish. Oh, this is all got. This is all gone to shit, cool. Lara, isn't it? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Absolutely right, because it was a guy in the flats down the road from Kerrang Radio that actually, you know, won this. Only didn't show up. <gasps> so I was like, 
<laughs> I'm like, oh, thank Christ for that, because I took the husband at the time with me. And I thought, this isn't going to look good. You've made it up that you're going for a winkle reading. Yeah. You wait there, dear. I'm just going to go and have a look at a little winkle. I'll be back very <laughs> <Exactly>. shortly. <laughs> and if anybody got some tweezers and a magnifying glass, you know, <laughs> don't think you didn't. Do not think that you didn't think about that, didn't you? You oh, thought brilliant. immediately, how would you read something like yes. that? Is it like the lines yes. on it? You know, like a tree. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, so he didn't show up. I was like, Christ for that. And then, um, so we had to kind of like draft in one of the other presenters at the time who, um, she says, well, okay, um, can you read anything? And I went, yeah. And she said, well, what about, what about my boobs? I was like, right, okay. And I thought, it's going to be a damn sight better to blame him for eyeing her boobs up than the other way around. <laughs> there might be some leverage in there somewhere. I like I know, it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, Mel. Exactly. So there I am and read her, her boobs and stuff like that. And the main presenter was like totally flummoxed by this. And I was like, you know, I think, I think this could be a thing. This could be a thing. So this was, was actually so before you, you carved your career as a boob and a winkle reader. By accident. Yeah. So by accident. Yeah, Amazing. it was by accident. Although, to be fair, I think people are a bit backward about coming forward with that with that type of reading. They're yeah. kind of like, um, it kind of takes you into a whole different week. I mean, can you imagine if you're doing like um, dating stuff, right? You know, when we're like, well, you know, like in some cultures, they do astrology and stuff when they kind of look for a match, don't they? Yeah. So could we look for a match by reading Winkles? And boobs, and see. tell me exactly how yes. do you do a boob reading? This is what. I'm how, gonna... how do you approach it? That's what we really want to know. I know. I was like at the time, I'm like, well, I haven't got a bloody clue what I'm doing here. But I mean, you know, I did face reading, so I thought, how hard can it be? Right, literally. Yes. <laughs> so, so, okay, so going back to the face readings, you do it by lines, do you? Is that, it's a bit like palm reading, isn't right, it? Face yeah. reading to the shape of the head, nose, measurements. Yeah, the Chinese art of face reading and stuff. God, and can you imagine if you got a real small one for a man? You'd be. I know, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, <laughs> I'll be like this. I'll be like, no, life's going to be short. <laughs> it's going to be very short, and it's you know you're not going to be satisfied much, you know, when it comes to stuff. You're talking like to the girlfriend that. here, or still talking to him? Yeah, 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 both. Oh, I would think, look, because there is that thing, uh, girls, isn't there, where, um, you know, you get small, medium and large and, you know, like if a small guy has to kind of like connect with, you know, a small made woman. Yes, medium, medium made woman. Yeah, you can't have like, you know, a small guy and large woman. And I don't mean large built. I'm talking to do the shape of the pelvis, size of the pelvis, yeah. you know, and the yeah, yeah. inner workings, you know, type yeah. thing. So kind well, I of... I guess you don't know this it, until you actually... Do it. Do it, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Try to find the right word. Well, that's it. <laughs> Just say it as it yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Do it. That's right. And so kind of you're there. I mean, every woman's probably when they're out and stuff and think, well, I hope he's got something to do something with. You know, ladies, when they say size doesn't matter, they're lying. <laughs> they are lying. <laughs> <laughs> just just um, generally means that they've got a partner with a small willy. <laughs> yeah, well, if you've ever had, if you've ever had one, right? We are we 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 are. You're there going. Thankfully, no. <laughs> no. 
I'm sorry, I didn't know you were asking Gio. I was just going to say, every one of our ex-boyfriends is going to watch this and go, please don't say anything, please don't say anything. Don't say yes. Don't mention, don't mention any names, you know, that sort of thing. But you know who you are. So, right? do you, wait, do you, so Laura, do you look at... So, so we were talking about before, if someone's had like surgery so they've had a boob job obviously that changes the shape of their breasts and does that change the reading you, you could, yes because you could arguably say right if they're i mean the reconstructive surgery is one thing you know if they've been ill you know that yeah. sort of thing the other side of that is if if they are doing it for cosmetic reasons now listen if if biologically you know you've not got really got much to write home about you know it's kind of like the opposite end of the guy isn't it when you think about it um, and they decide to enhance it in that way, then then good for them, you know. If it really boosts their confidence and stuff like that. Mm. But if it's just a case of, which I hear a lot, by the way, oh, my husband's going to pay for me to have, you know, um, like a boob job and stuff like that. And I'm all, I'm there going, don't you ever let a man tell you that you're not enough when it comes to, you know, like yeah. your boob job, because yeah. that kind of has that infiltrates other areas of your life, like. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not you're enough. You're always going to think um, about that, it, aren't you? Yeah. Like, regardless, it's like you get the boob job, even though when he's really enjoying it, you're thinking, well, they're not really mine. I don't know. I think I've but not then, had but a then boob you job, start, but then I think you start to think like, was it never enough before? Were you not enjoying yeah. it before? Do, is this what you need? All the questions that, that yeah, that raised, so I think you're right, yes. Laura. Definitely, it's definitely for yeah. a woman to feel better when she's wearing dresses. I mean, I'd, I'd definitely love one just for that, for that lift here. Oh, you know? I just, you, I, my mum, God rest her soul, used to say to me, all the, so don't worry, Melanie, all the women in our family get boobs later in life. And I mean, I've never been blessed with the hugest, but they definitely develop later on. And now that I've got them. You're happy. It, it, no, <laughs> now that I've got them, it's at that time in my life where everything's starting to go downwards. And I'm like, <laughs> now I'll take the smaller ones, but just let them be back up where they yeah. used to be, please. But that's what you want right, the perk so, ones, don't you? So there you go. So the perk ones, would you say you're a perky character? Oh, okay. Ooh. So if you've got saggy ones, you've got, you've got like a really saggy uh, personality? Yeah, like a, probably like a, mirrors uh, the chins. Yeah, underneath the, you know, the, the do, saggy chin and would, stuff. But would yeah. you look at that like if, if it's... It's like something's dragging you down. Dragging or... you down. That's good. That's a good way of looking at it. Or you're tired. Dragging you down. Yeah, because it's not always, listen, it's not always to do with, you know, they've dropped the cause, you're getting older and everything drops and you get older. Yeah. Including the male side of things as yes. well. You know, yes. some yeah. guys out there are keeping them up with their knees, like, like <laughs> literally. <laughs> they're probably actually along. coming <laughs> along on the date with a... They're coming along on a date with a wheelbarrow. Like, you know, it's their like, you know. Jeez. That's an image. I'd rather get out. I, I, know. I know. See all the rows of wheelbarrows parked up outside, you know. So, outside the, the restaurant type thing, you know. And ladies, now we've had this talk, now you know what they're for. Now we right? know. Now and we'll I, just go, oh. Exactly, right? Because I, I need to get to the next bit of the conversation, which yeah. is, can you judge a guy by the car that he drives? Can you actually, like, you know, when you talk about men, their prowess, their masculinity, you know, what they've got down there, can you actually tell by the car they drive? Well, I think you... you that, that's, do you know what? It's just a about pondering thought, isn't because it? Because it does. I mean, we're from people, Essex, so might say everyone's shallow. quite flashy where we are yeah. anyway. But but 
does that say the minute you see someone in a, a certain car, oh, he's flash. If so he was chocolatey eating himself. Or, or d- <laughs> you never heard that before. <laughs> no, chew me in there. I was like, mm, bitch. but no, but it's kind of like you look at someone. I think if they've got, if they're oozing that that, that wealth, maybe it's like you might look and think, okay, he's doing well for himself. There's that confidence. Confidence. That's that kind of side of it. If he's driving an old banger that's just barely getting up the road, it's like you know he hasn't strived for much. What, in his okay, life. but then what so, about what about an older man in a very flash sports car? Does that say? He's done really well for himself uh, and he's now treating himself or does that say midlife crisis, as they say? Well, of course, right? So when you're looking and, and you notice they're always red. Always, right? always, usually, always. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if things go south, think wheelbarrow, right? <laughs> if things go south and they're, they're driving like a red Lamborghini or something like that, what do you do? Do you think well, the money's going to make up for what they've, Lacquer down there, so we're gonna we're gonna roll the dice and we're gonna take the chance here, right? Or do you go? He's overcompensating for something. So do you know what I'm getting from this conversation? Is that you can't really tell exactly what they're going to be made between the the bed sheets, so to speak. We're just judging them uh-huh. on the size and the um the altitude of them. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> Of yeah, like, what, what, Did you just what? say altitude? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> or or, or gravity is the word I was looking for, <laughs> not altitude. <laughs> the gravity that kind of <laughs> is going to give you, they're going to give you that perception of what they're going to be like. So, but are we looking, Lara, are we looking at not just reading as in body parts, we're looking at aspects right. of people? Well, Yes, so what we're looking at is, you know, stuff that people would normally gauge. Is he, you know, a worthwhile prospect? You know, can he support me? Blah, blah, blah. But remember I said that I do face reading, right? Yes. So, so when it comes to, like, you know, a guy, is he well endowed? Is he, you know, you know, that kind of thing. And read for him in those parts. We've got to look at the nose, ladies. Yeah, so let me, let me just clarify here. So we've been talking a lot about the wheelbarrow, um, the, the men's <laughs> parts, funny. and not funny the only remember that. <laughs> let's recreate that. Um, but let's let's talk about women's breasts. So, if you were, we're not going to do it now. because obviously we're um, being recorded here. But if you were to to do a boob reading on myself, for example, how would you go mm-hmm. about doing that? Would you ask me to show you them fully? Would you just look at the kind of you know the cleavage? How would you go about doing that? And how would you answer the question? Well, well, what we do is we expose, you know, like both, because listen, ladies, they, they usually are different. Yep. Not every yeah. woman, you know, like the, it's very unusual to naturally get, you know, the same on each side, but like the face, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Right. You think of it from face reading, right? From the kind of heart area downwards, we read it the opposite way around. Right. So when you think about the heart, just where the chest is and the breasts are and stuff. And so the size of their nipples, right? The position of the nipples, like you're saying, whether they're paired, it can describe their character or not, right? When it comes to, because um, people's nipples are positioned differently as well. Some are on the side, some are on the front, right? Some of them sort of point downwards. They, they are. You don't realise how different they actually can be, right? The same with male parts as well. 
I can't honestly say that I've studied women's nipples that much, but I'm now intrigued. I know, you don't when you're the woman. This is is going to be a problem, Lara, because we're all going to be looking at our friends going, are you uppies or downies? Are you sideways? Pull on the side. (laughs) Where does your nipple sit? You know what? You know what? When it comes to, like, you know, men look at women and they have this image in their head, thanks to porn probably, you know, about, about how women should look and how perfect they should look. But most women aren't perfect like that. Yeah. Right, they're unique. Their character, you know, their boobs do reflect their character. How do I know this? Is because that girl in particular, when I said to her that she was actually going to move to Australia and um, get a job in TV over there, right? And the next time she contacted me, she'd moved to Australia and she got a job in TV over there, right? And you're like, how can you tell wow. that from a boob? I know, and I'm, I'm like, wow, exactly. She met the love of her life over there, and she stayed. Oh, when we go off air, we're getting them out for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you get another Zoom Mel call from Mel and Lisa, just be prepared. There will be boobs on show. <laughs> boobs on show. That's right. Yes. And so why should they be shy about, you know, no, stuff like you're right, that? Laura. You think I'm a body part. Yes, you're right. You think so, I'm the body parts and stuff. Yeah. So, so would you do this via, obviously I'm presuming you have to be seeing that person. Are you doing this via Zoom or something? That's what I'm saying. Or do people send you pictures? Or do people, yeah. Yes. Right. Right. Oh, so it's not not a live thing. It's actually done by photographs. Done by photographs, right? Right. And also, sometimes I'll send like... I suppose you can zoom in a bit more then, can't you? Well, it's not that. I have had photographs from guys or their partners, right? You know, the women. And a couple get if if they suspect they're cheating. Right, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, I know. Ooh, that's juicy. And how would you know that then? <laughs> that's juicy. Yeah, let's find out more. How would you know that then? Well, right, usually in women, their nipples are pointing in different directions to each other. <gasps> Shut up. What? Stop. But you I, went I, very towy then, Lisa. Shut up. Yeah, I went towy. Yeah. Shut What? What? Hold on. A woman's nipples change. <laughs> she this I know. is mind-blowing. Like that's that's the mental. Wives and partners, they're like, you know, if they knew that their, their you know, husbands, boyfriends, that you know, were looking into whether that's the case. Yeah, because really it reflects nipples are in line with the eyes, right? And that means the eyes are working in different, like they're that not working so connectively. Looking, they're looking in different directions. Ooh, yeah, oh, yeah, which means... Which means the, the part, the brain, the two sides of the brain are working independently. I'm going to be, be in the um, the gym changing room looking at everyone. <laughs> I know. Boom, guys. She's going to be walking past going, cheat, <laughs> cheater, <laughs> cheat. What have you been up to the weekend? Oh, my God. I know. Oh, no. This is about, fascinating. So, so this is a woman, right? So a man that wants to know if his is wife or his, his girlfriend's been cheated can look at her nipples what about a woman with a man how would you know that he's been cheated yeah yeah so he's well, yeah. bits going different directions oh yeah i got really deep then didn't you yeah, oh, yeah. you do realize you, you want me to tell you yeah because you do realize lisa and i are both going home to check our partners <laughs> i know <laughs> but let's have a little look babe yeah <laughs> I Laura know. said well, you're a big fat cheater. <laughs> just so you're, yeah, you're a big fat liar, right? And nothing you say from this point is actually going it's, to cut you any slack here. <laughs> Can you imagine loads of relationships just break up based yeah. on that advice, though? Yeah, so tell us, tell us, Laura. I want to yeah. know, I want to know. I'm desperate to know. Right, they're, 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 oh, the yeah. testicles usually are up closer, like they're smaller. 
Oh, are Ooh. they more tense then? More tense and ready to fire quickly. <gasps> what if they've been cheating or they're ready to? If they're cheating, if they're cheating yeah. Because usually what happens is they come up closer to the body, right? So they permanently feel like they won't have sex all the time, right? So therefore, Ooh. yeah. <gasps> that was so a it's not such a bad thing, right? When they've got when they've got wheelbarrows parked outside well, the restaurant, it might not be right. such a bad it's not thing. such a bad. If I go home and I don't see a wheelbarrow parked outside my house, there's going to be trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Lara, this has been brilliant, and and actually, I think yeah. we could talk to you for hours because not only are you absolutely hilarious and funny and great to talk to, that's blown my mind a little I bit. I know. So women, so men that are listening to this podcast, if you want to know if your woman's cheating, look at her nipples <laughs> and they're, they're looking sidewards, basically not in line with the brain, the left and the or right. Or the eyes. Or the eyes. And then for a woman that wants to know about if her partner's cheating. Let's just see where gravity, yeah, gravity has them. Yeah. Not altitude. <laughs> not altitude. <laughs> no. I don't know where you were going with that. No, well, I wasn't. Lara, thank you so much for joining no us. Um, it was an absolute okay, no pleasure. And um, hopefully we'll get to catch up with you soon. And um, you, yeah, you, you'll see Lisa and I, boobs and all, very soon, I, yeah. I imagine. I'll be like, why are we sitting in butt naked? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all over Lara. <laughs> uh, thank you so right, much, Lara. Lots of love, girls. Lots you of love. Thank yes, you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was wild. My gosh. I it, I'm just I'm I'm just a bit kind of bewildered there. Well, I'm I, like I know we didn't know what to expect. I just don't think I expected it to go there. No, I just I don't think I've ever looked. Not that I look at a lot of women's breasts. But we will be now. But I'm just like, I don't think I've seen any like that are looking outwards before. <laughs> well, when if you ever do see any, yeah. just let me know. Like, I know. Well, we'll, we'll have to moment. talk about that another time. So Right. So, well, this is the juicy bit of the podcast. Um each episode, we're going to feature anonymous, that's very important, anonymous stories from people cheating on their partners. Mm. It's, I wonder if they had oddly placed nipples. Well, if they, <laughs> if they knew the information that they know Well, maybe now, they, exactly. Yeah. So we're going to be sharing confessions of real people and explain, easy for you to say, exploring what goes on between the cheats. Do you see what we did there? Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like it. Um, so get ready for some real talk, real feelings, and some real, oh my God, moments. Very towy again. I know. <laughs> Shut up. Go on. Okay, so we've got a letter here. Again, anonymous. So life was pretty good. I met an amazing woman just over 10 years ago. We were both very young, parted like there was no tomorrow, fell madly in love, and soon after we ended up buying a house together. That all sounds very quick and very rushed, doesn't it? But um, but you never know. Sometimes when you know it's right. It's Sometimes right, if it? you know, you know. What are we you waiting know, for? Yeah, that's it. But anyway, everything seemed peachy, but then she got pregnant. There was an initial freak out. It was completely unplanned, but we embraced it and we actually ended up having another baby not long after. Can't be that bad. <laughs> well, also clearly no one told them that, that the most fertile, fertile. Yeah, is say. after having a baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, six years later, I found myself in a pretty dark place. I felt unloved and every attempt at 
getting close to my partner seems to get shot down. This does happen though. I think sometimes when, the, when people have relationships and babies and stuff, yeah. there's postnatal depression, anything, but we'll move on. I found myself in a pretty dark place. I felt unloved and every attempt to at getting close to my partner seemed to get shot down. So having kids hasn't been easy for either of us. And she's always got an excuse not to be intimate. The communication is completely broke down to the point we barely talk anymore. Oh, that's, that's sad. A, yeah, I know that was going to say that's sad to hear, isn't it? Unless it's for keeping up appearances with friends and family. Which is exhausting, by the way. Because it is exhausting, if but it's you... also good that they can still do that as well if, if the relationship's broken down. But it's I just think that's exhausting trying to convince yeah. everybody else that everything's peachy. We've yeah. all done it. Yeah. So I decided to look for an escape. Oh, this no. This is where it all goes wrong. This is where it's going wrong. I ended up going out more often with my single friends once the kids were put to bed. I suppose I just wanted to relive those moments when I was young. Don't we all? I was going to say. <laughs> we, but we can never do that. We don't have no, the energy. We no, don't have, definitely like, not. You know, lots lots of factors that come in there. But um, wanted to feel free and didn't have anything or anyone holding me back. But that is the thing. When you have children and more responsibilities, obviously things get harder. So if you want to stay young, yeah. single and free, then stay don't young, get married, single don't and have free. Children, exactly. You know. Exactly. But, uh, but they're the things that do fulfill us in life. So, um, and he said that he wanted to start living again. My partner didn't seem too bothered. And if she asked me where I was going, I just say I was going to meet up with a friend for a drink or popping into the office to get some work done. I think that's always an excuse, isn't it? Mm. Um, one night I was at the bar with my friends and we ended up mingling with a group of girls who were going to a house party. Oh, no good ever comes after, from an after, after party. party. None. There's no, there's no None. after party. It's just a house party. Well, well, <laughs> I, in my head, that's an after party. <laughs> they were out and then they went back to a party. Yeah, that's, that's an, an after, after party. party. I wasn't 100% convinced, but somehow ended up getting dragged along with the group. And that's where I met her. <gasps> she was incredible. We spent hours talking and laughing. There was a spark that I hadn't felt in years. But that sometimes comes with meeting that's newness. somebody new. Yeah. That's new. The honeymoon period, yes. as some would call it. Someone who was interesting and was interested in me. Oh. We exchanged numbers and before I knew it, was... It started as a fling, which turned into a full-blown affair. Ooh. This wasn't a one-time thing. After a few months, I was actually ready to ditch my family for her. Someone oh. caught feelings. Yeah, someone really caught feelings there, didn't they? But dealing with the mess of my partner and the kids would have been too much to handle. And again, we spoke about this earlier. Yeah. You know, when you've got, got um, kids involved or dogs... Um, or, you know, just other families. Shared members. responsibilities. It's, it's, it's difficult, yeah. isn't it? So, but you've got to look into this before you decide to go I, do that. I just that. have to say as well, I love that you keep saying kids or dogs because <laughs> I don't have kids, I have dogs. So. <laughs> and I have kids. So no. I love that Lisa goes kids or dogs yeah. <laughs> so that I feel inclusive. Thanks, Lisa. That's all right, Tyler. <laughs> but there's a lot of people out there that, you know, that through one reason or another I've not had children so you know and my dogs are my babies don't get it twisted they are my exactly. they are my chill my fur babies so she's not going to be a cat lady no no meet with all the dogs okay so um, so where were we right so yeah so ready, he was ready to ditch his family but dealing with the mess of the partner and the kids that would have been too much for him to handle as he said so don't get me wrong I felt guilt I felt pain shame but I couldn't help thinking I just wasted 10 years of my life with the wrong woman oh See, I just think that what an awful thing to say. Wasted. Yeah. Two beautiful kids came out of that. Yeah. Um, 
I don't, I don't, I don't think you ever waste no because everything's a lesson. You learn, yeah, absolutely. So you learn, and and I, also you whittle out what's right and what's wrong for you. And I also there was one thing that I just the partner dealing with the mess of my partner and kids would have been too much to handle. So again, it was too much for him to handle dealing with the pain what, what, what that about, he had caused. And what about her? She finds out that she's, yeah. she's got two young kids and having to deal it, with. It's all not that. even thinking about how that will be for her to handle. It's yeah. how much. And for the children. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we're taking one side here. No, we are, we are. So let's read the whole thing and then we're going to go. So my partner doesn't know what I've been doing. It's been 10 months now. I suppose there's almost part of me that wishes she'd find out so I can just get some sort of reaction out of her. The only reason, this is not the way to go about getting a reaction though, I might add. Um, The only reason I have come clean is... The only reason I haven't come clean, should I say haven't, come clean myself is because of the kids. So for now, at least, we'll just have to keep playing happy families. Now, just on that, which I found really hard to say, have and haven't, you haven't come clean because, yes, what you're saying about guilt and shame is also like, yeah, yeah, there is cowardness there. If it's something that you really want, fair enough, not fair enough. I mean, like, if you've gone and had the affair... But like ten you can't months, change ten, it. ten months is a long time. If you if you'd gone and had like, I think that's the problem, right? I think so wait, when you're you're if, in if that for ten now months, that's feelings involved. Yeah, um, and, and that's also, deeper than just a sexual connection and and, and and just one hundred percent and just cheating. Uh, you know, I think some some people are able to so get past you, cheating if it's just sex. So do you think from this he just wanted to feel loved? Um, someone it's, interested. It in sounds him like and it. And listen to him. But then, and he actually maybe thought it was just going to be like a one night stand or something. It sounds or, like it. But now it's gone this far. I mean, what, what? But, but then do you, do you have that conversation and say, listen, I'm, we're not happy and I'm really struggling and it's making me feel like I might start looking elsewhere. Can, have is it beforehand. that the better conversation 100%. to have? Do you know 100%. what I mean? Listen, for me, I don't believe in, the whole cheating thing. I understand why people have done it in the past or, or they do it, but you know, be real. It's a lot of people's feelings that get involved in it. Make that decision and move on. And I think if you, listen, if you're able to detach sex and emotion and then brilliant, I, I, I have never been able to. Yeah. Um, so well, this I, is the I, thing I, I think almost, if you're going to go and take that step. I almost it, wish then, I could, but I can't. I'm yeah. very much, it's a, a it's one of, emotional connection yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think you that. can't be tied up with different feelings and different kind of. You know, someone's you always going to get hurt in that situation. Always, 100%. Always. So, it's not. Well, it's, listen, it's all I can say is good luck. And I hope you do decide to to do the right thing. Because I think she, she deserves to know. She does. And, and the children. And hopefully. that and, and no one's happy in that situation. No, so, so hopefully you can find happiness out of it. And yeah, not. That the hurt is limited. Yeah, we say, agreed. And agreed. the children don't get too affected by it. So yeah, good luck. So, so well, listen, well, yeah. every episode, we're going to be reading out an anomalous letter, like I just did, um, from our listeners. So please do write in to us. Please do get in touch and let us know um, what's going on in your life. We'll be diving into the nitty gritty of your dilemmas and dishing out some friendly advice. And we've got another letter. We have, we have. So Mel, do you want to read that for us? Dear Lisa and Melanie, My girlfriend recently had dinner with my parents. Lots of wine flowed and they were having a great time. And then somewhere between dinner and dessert, according to my girlfriend, my dad's hands found their (gasps) way onto her knee. No way. Oh my gosh. 
My mum told me. Like, I'm, I'm like, no, it's not no. smiling. It's like, what the no, hell? No, Wait for it. My mum told me he had recently done this with one of her friends too. Oh my gosh. No way. So, so should so I the just. mum actually said to the son. Like, he's done it with one of my friends as well. Oh my God. And he says, should I just accept that now he's in his 60s, he's officially a dirty old man? No. Uh, not sure if I should confront him about it or just let it go. I'm pretty angry and my girlfriend found it very uncomfortable. I'm not surprised. I bet she did. Well, oh, I that situation just creeps me out. I'm just thinking about that now. Then if the mum had said it to the son... Do you think he was thinking about this? Do you think they had a conversation before? Well, I, it sounds to me because like he's, be... it sounds to me like he said, his girlfriend told me that dad put his hand on her knee and maybe to gauge a reaction from his mum and she went, he did do that one of my friends recently. I was going to say, so she hadn't actually said it previously. No, I don't think no. so. Yeah, do you know what? I think you're probably right there. I, I just, what, no, no. What, what means that getting past a certain age means that that, that is acceptable behaviour. It's not acceptable behaviour at any age. Never. Um, so 60's not that old no, these and, days and why, anyway. Why does it make it any less harmful if we call him a dirty old man? No. No, that's wrong. You know, back in the day, I think, where we there's so much evidence about a lot of older men, shall we say, that have, have, have done things and got away with it. Yes, I've and that can't... The, 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 the Jimmy Savile, that, those kind of things. Yeah. But it's not accepted ever back then or today. Absolutely. And... Say I that you get over wild. a certain age about being a dirty old man. Yes, he is a dirty old man. And where, honestly, does he think he's going to get with that? But also, like... That, where, honestly, where does he think I he's going to get with it? I don't know what he thought that was going to happen. What was she going to do? Grab his hand back? Oh, no. I mean. But also, that I mean, poor girl it, now is going to feel so uncomfortable. All the time. If what happens, they're, they're in a room together and... Someone walks out and she's left on her own with the dad. But like, also, could you imagine that's that would be say if she has a child with the guy? Do, do you and then, and then the children like that to have that that child around the grandfather? If you can do that, to well, yeah, the woman, you don't want to delve into this too much. And we are, by the way, to just make a note of we are definitely not experts in this. No, we're definitely and, not. But we're just having a conversation about what m might be. I, I just think that whole thing makes me feel very, very uncomfortable and. I would hope that if that had, God forbid, been me in that situation, mm. that my partner went, no. Because you wouldn't have, it wouldn't be acceptable if another man in your life did that 100%. and put his hand on your girlfriend's knee. So regardless of whether it's your father or not, I think what he does in that situation is going to determine how their relationship 100%. plays out from there. So. And he, he needs to actually have this conversation with his father. Absolutely. And whether, listen, his father might be losing his mind or not knowing that he's doing something wrong. I mean, there's no excuse for it, but to have that conversation and to say, you know, this is not my, my, my girlfriend not feels cool. uncomfortable. Can you please not do it in the yeah, future? This is not okay. Yeah. Wow. Thank so you. We're leaving that on a, we'll, on a, we'll on a, leave, uh, on, on a positive note. <laughs> um, but yes, um, you know, Anything that is sent in to us will always remain anonymous. So um, please feel free, Lisa. I think you're going to give uh, you're going to give a, give out the socials, aren't you? Oh yes, why not then? So yeah, do email us over your dilemmas, and you can do that info at outlandish.live or DM us on our socials. Slide into the DMs if you will. <laughs> always slide in. So it's um, outlandish.live and X formerly. The no, artist as, formerly known yeah, as Twitter. As Twitter. Yep. Um, and that's outlandish underscore live. Um, so emphasize all the um, the love letters 
sorry, emphasising that all the love letters will be kept anonymous. Um, yeah, so do do send us in your your stories and your dilemmas, and we'll your dilemmas. We might not help, but yeah, I was going to we'll, say we'll, we'll, we'll discuss them. We'll and give see you what an opinion. We'll give you yeah. an opinion. Well, I think that's what it is, isn't it? Like if you share um, an opinion, sorry. Uh, a situation with a friend, they're going to give you an opinion. And they're going to give you an opinion based on, sometimes they're going to give you an opinion based on how they know you. But see, we're strangers, so we don't, there's no preconceptions. It's about what's right and what's wrong. And I think what the average person would say. Absolutely. And we're not average. (laughs) We're well below. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Lise, that's it. That's it. That's the first one so that's done. that's our first podcast done. Thank you so much for listening and yeah. being with us. I um, hope you enjoyed it. Hope yeah, you well, we enjoyed, yeah, well, we We're did. We're nearly a bottle of wine in, guys. Yeah. So, yeah. We really enjoyed definitely it. enjoyed it. So, um, we're going to be back very soon. Yep, and we'll see you for some more outlandish topics um, in the world of sex and relationships. Don't forget, once again, to follow our socials. So, um outlandish.live on Insta, outlandish underscore live on X hashtag Twitter um, and please do like and subscribe follow us send us your questions your dilemmas and uh, all of that all of the above and we'll see you really soon that's bye from me and it's bye from me <laughs> <laughs>